0: Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now, here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. Coming to you from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we'd like to hear what's on your mind tonight.
1: Well, I'd like to begin with something that we're all familiar with, and that is the feeling of anger. And I always love to emphasize that anger, um, uh, unlike what many people think, anger has different dimensions in terms of a lot of people think that it's a sin to be angry. And I understand, I've seen a lot of people out of control with anger, but the Bible actually says, be angry, but do not sin. In other words, there are times when there is injustice, and there are four basic causes for anger. Hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Now, I thought I'd mention one thing in particular. It came from a question that came from Hope in the Night. I'm angry at God for allowing bad people to cause so much pain and suffering. Since God has the power to create the world, why doesn't he stop evil? That's an understandable question. It's uh, it's logical by virtue of God gave us Minds and where to use them. I don't blame people who could be angry at God because at the, that time they're not understanding the thinking of God or the ways of God. God can't do anything wrong, but so then why does God allow injustice and pain and suffering? Well, God. Yes, does allow people to exercise, listen to this, free will, choice. He doesn't make us robots. He did not create us to be like marionettes where he's just pulling our strings. He created us all to have choice over what we think, say, and do. And because of that, some people will choose evil over good. Have you ever read the um, the last chapter of the book of Revelation? You know that God has appointed a time in the future where he will put an end to evil and suffering. Until then, there will be evil. Evil people, evil acts. It'll be evil always in opposition good in opposition to god's will but it will cause that action will cause harm and destruction yet god can use our painful experiences to accomplish a purpose a purpose of how he's going to use the pain we experience by the way, he did this uh, as an example in the life of Joseph. Uh, Joseph, who had evil brothers who sold him into slavery, uh, he was um, he was falsely accused by uh, the wife of his his um, earthly master. He was imprisoned falsely. Yet, um, years later, the frightened brothers who had come face to face with him, not recognizing who he was. You see, by then, Joseph had become prime minister of Egypt, which is extraordinary. And ultimately, he saved both the Egyptians and the Jewish people, From famine, Um, it's a fascinating story at the end of the book of Genesis. Uh, But what I'm pointing out here is, Joseph said to his brothers, who, by the way, now were frightened when they realized this was the brother that they earlier most of them wanted to kill, but then instead he was sold into Slavery, and was uh, carted off to to Egypt. So Joseph, who recognized them way before they recognized him, uh, Joseph said to his brothers, "Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for." Uh, For good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That's found in Genesis, the last chapter, chapter 50, verses 19 and 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. You see, He was used by God, given answers for dreams that Pharaoh had, and he was to literally store up grain for a famine that would come. And indeed, that huge worldwide famine did occur, and ultimately, he was able to save not only the people in Egypt, but also the Israelites, the Hebrews, from famine You intended to harm me, but God used it for good.
2: It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international.
0: Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt we're a ministry of hope for the heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address uh, what you're dealing with in your life. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the resources that will help you or maybe help you help someone else as uh, you reach out to people who are around you or dealing with a particular issue and you'd like to help them with some resources, just talk to our uh, customer support team and they'd be happy to recommend some things for you to do that. The number again, there is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also find resources at our website, hopefortheheart.org. And you can can look for free resources there, as well as uh, find everything that's available for you to order. Again, that's uh, at hopefortheheart.org slash store, and uh, you'll be able to find what you need there. Let's get to our caller for tonight. This evening, we welcome Elizabeth.
1: Well, welcome to Hope, Elizabeth. How can we help you? Hi, thank you for
4: having me on your show. Um, I am a Christian, of course, and I'm a preacher kid and grandkid. Mm. But I have an issue—a a really strong issue with anger.
5: Mm-hmm. And so
4: I, I've, um, I've been working on it for years, and and I see progress. But I, I, I don't—I feel stagnant at times, and I don't like feeling stagnant.
5: Mm-hmm. So
4: I need some more help in. Resources to get me over a hump because I don't like being stagnant because I don't like being angry mm-hmm. And I know that is a uh, not Christ-like and not biblical and will not get me into heaven hmm. And so I'm trying to get rid of it.
1: Well, wow. <laughs> so I
4: was calling for your help.
1: So you feel that anger It's like it's a sin to be angry
4: Well, not to a certain extent Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, I, it, it becomes a sin.
1: And and by the way, by the way, th- that that's good. The way you say, it. it becomes a sin. In other words, it's important for us to understand. Jesus was angry. He walked into the temple. He overturned the tables. He he literally had ha- had a whip. H- uh, you know, he was angry at the injustice that was going on. Right? Is that right, not true? Sir. So so. We know that not all anger is wrong. And God has wrath, which is one type of anger. And the God, the Father, it, it just described. So, you know, maybe there is um, justification. At, well, there is justification at times for our anger, but we've got to understand what to do with it. and And that's where I'm hearing you're stuck because you don't want to live as an angry person. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's correct. Good. All right. Well, I would love to hear your story. Tell me your story.
4: Okay. Well, I'm a preacher kid and grandkid, and uh, my grandparents had 18 children, and I was the second. ...of 50 grandchildren, the second-born of 50
5: grandchildren. And
4: so with my grandfather being an associate pastor, uh, my cousins and I, son had a singing group, and we used to sing with them and my father when they would go preach places. Well, when I got about nine, my grandfather on my mother's side, um, one of his sons, one of my uncles, began molesting me at nine. Mm. But I Mm. didn't say anything because... At nine, I just froze. Of course. So then, and and so I never, I always kept that. I never told anybody, anybody, never told anyone. So uh, at 15, my, no, 16, my preacher father began the same thing, Mm. except Mm. it happened several times a week for a year until I was 16 almost like a relationship which was gross within itself so and i never told anybody about that until i was in my late 30s when i finally told my mother
1: wow and what was her response
4: (laughs) she was angry at first and she really let my dad have it Mm -hmm. but not in a non-christianly way she was she was one of those jesus angries But after a while, because she's a Christian, a strong Christian, Mm -hmm. and um, knows the Bible, reads fast and all that stuff, water by itself and all that. Oh, my mother, she's awesome. Um, She uh, forgave my dad. She did. And I did, too. Um, I don't even know when I did or my uncle, too. I forgave them because it was always instilled in me. The importance of forgiveness. So I think, and that too has a lot with my anger issue because of the forgiveness that we mm-hmm. have to. Do because I feel like if I'm angry, to you know, I know that if I'm angry to that certain, you know, to that certain point where it becomes a sin, I know I have a whole lot of that because everything's been suppressed
1: mm-hmm. since I was nine. Yes.
4: So. Yes. Then after my dad stopped, I and mean, my dad just stopped or whatever, and then my parents divorced shortly after that, then I went to the military, and then I was sexually, sexually assaulted in the military three separate
1: times. Okay, it, it you're saying that your parents divorced, was it after you, uh, you told your mom, or was it before that, after... It was... The, it
4: was before. Like, it, it was before my It was after my dad stopped molesting me. Okay, so about when you were about year se- that, seventeen years
1: old-ish, okay.
4: I was. This, well, ma'am. I didn't. Well, yes, I didn't tell my mom until I was in my thirties.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah. you had this suppression of anger, and you've had that for years. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you feel about your mom forgiving your dad, even though she was angry with him? She was very, she was verbal. She let him know that he, that she knew that you had been violated, or that your, you know, your own father violated you.
4: She... Made me so proud from a Christian point of view, mm-hmm. because this this was way after they had divorced.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So she could have like still been holding bitterness and unforgiveness about the divorce, but she never even did that after the divorce. She never talked bad to uh, mm-hmm. about him to me or anything. She just forgave everything and just went on about her life. So after she confronted my dad, she did the exact same thing, and I was so proud because, again, it was showing me the Christ way to be because that was always the important thing to me was to always display the love of Christ and forgiveness. Mm. So I was really proud and honored. Uh, it, It didn't even matter that she was standing up for me as far as the molestation. Mm-hmm. It was that she was representing Christ. That
5: meant mm-hmm.
4: that stuck with me way more than why she was actually doing it. Actually, I never even thought about it until you just brought it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I love your response. I love the fact that you respect her. You were proud of her because she was not holding on to unforgiveness for the reason that they divorced, nor did she make uh, it an obsession of his wrongness toward you. Many people obsess, and they continue to literally dwell. Uh, they, they make not only their lives miserable, but others too, uh, based on the wrongs that others commit. And yet that was not your mom.
4: No, ma'am, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And even when my dad, about a year after that, um, found out that he had cancer, and then he uh, suffered with it for 11 years until uh, he passed away, my mom was right there whenever he needed something, and I couldn't be there because I was out of town by this time and uh, and in the military. So um, she was right there, just medicine, company, taking the doctor's appointment, making food. All of that. I mean, I mean, she just awesome. I just
1: awesome. Mm, mm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so what what is your question for me?
4: Well, again, my anger because I have suppressed that those memories. You know, I, it happened again in the military three separate times. I was sexually assaulted by authority figures. Mm. And so um, then after that, um, of course, I made a choice to have a child at a wedlock. And then my child was born five months early at six months, Mm. and she almost died. But I knew she wasn't because I just taped, I hand wrote scripture on paper, and I taped it to the side, the foot the front, the side, or over on the counters of the mm-hmm. hospital,
5: mm-hmm. wherever
4: her bed was, for we wrestle not against <laughs> flesh and blood. That was my scripture.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: wherever her bed went, that's where that scripture went. I prayed twice. I knew the Lord was going to heal her when the doctor said that she was not going to make it at the sixth month that I had her, at the first day of my sixth month I had her. And the doctor said that day that he wouldn't be surprised if she didn't make it through the night i said, who is he talking to?
1: Wow. <laughs>
4: He's not talking to me. Get him away from me because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hear that because, my God is going to heal my child. She's going to make it through mm-hmm. the night. And I wasn't nowhere near a church at all. wasn't even mm-hmm. going to church because I was so disgusted with
5: mm-hmm. it, with everything.
4: Mm-hmm. With my, I wasn't even near a church when this happened.
5: Mm-hmm. But
4: I feel the foundation was still there. So my child came out the next day. She was fine, but she got real sick, almost died, had cardiac thrombus, looked like uh, orange, humpty-dumpty.
5: Mm-hmm. Wow.
4: I almost she's legally blind in her eye could have been brain hemorrhaging There's a whole bunch of stuff in her story. So this is her first five months of my one and only child
5: mm-hmm.
4: going through this by myself. But I prayed to the Lord twice. He told me just like my, he told my mom when I was born premature that 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 she was not my child, that she belongs to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
4: And he can do whatever he wants. That's what mm-hmm. he told me at her bedside. So I said, okay, I dried my tears. I didn't cry anymore. I just start witnessing to all the other mothers in the hospital that was going through stuff
1: mm-hmm.
5: with their uh, babies.
1: So, so what I'm hearing from you is you know firsthand the negatives of spiritual abuse, spiritual abuse, people in position of, religious authority your grandfather and your father sexually abused you that is spiritual abuse my friend and it's of course childhood sexual abuse too and yet what you have is this rigid residual of anger and you don't want it to control you you don't want it to be suppressed because it's real what happened so I can just promise you, we're going to come back and and talk about this. I believe there are insights that you need to hear, and I'm so glad you called.
2: June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, depression and suicide and more these are excellent training tools for counselors life coaches or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life learn more and get the care and counsel library at hopefortheheart.org/ccl that's hopefortheheart.org/ccl
6: If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies, on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of childhood sexual abuse, we do have resources that you will want to take a look at and uh, order them directly from customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to get that resource or any others into your hand that would be helpful for you. That is uh, childhood sexual abuse uh, keys for living called The Secret Storm. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Just talk to them and they'll help you with resources. You might find some of our free resources there on the website. And those would be in the form of our quick reference guides, a couple of pages there that will give you some bullet points, helpful scriptures that will work with helping you In a particular situation. So again, call customer support at 800 488 HOPE, 800 488 4673. Or you can email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to tonight's conversation with Elizabeth.
1: Well, my friend, when you had your first couple sentences with me, the second sentence was, I have a problem with anger. Now, it's interesting that the Bible actually says, Be angry, but do not sin. Be angry, but do not sin. Or, in your anger, do not sin. So, God gave uh, all of us the capacity to have anger. Most people who um, are wanting to live in a right way before God uh, they don't like anger they don't want to be angry so how do we understand this be angry but do not sin when there are so many scriptures also that tells us to put away our anger or to you
3: know,
1: don't 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 have anger okay so this is how I... Love to describe anger. Anger is like the red light on the dashboard of the car. And when that red light comes on, it's normally not supposed to be on at all. When that red light comes on, it's a warning light. A warning light. There's something wrong. And that's what you can say in your mind, something's wrong, something's wrong. Now, I'm going to ask you, I I know that you have driven a car, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So when that light on the dashboard comes on, and you know what I'm talking about when I say the light
4: on the dashboard?
1: Okay. Do you just keep driving and driving and just paying no attention? and to say, oh, I like the color red. What, what what do you do when that light comes on?
4: I personally uh, take it to my mechanic. Well, I'll call him and have him to check it out, see what's going on with it.
1: Okay. So it gets your attention to the extent that you're even willing to go get help to understand what is wrong. And it could just be you are low in water, water in the radiator, and your car can overheat. And that's it, one of the easiest things to fix. You just stick a hose and fill it up. Or it could be it's low on the dipstick. You take a dipstick and you measure how much oil do you have. Ah, oil, no oil, so it can overheat. It's helpful to know what it is. It may not be what we think it would be. There, you know. So we've got to find out. This is an analogy I'm giving you to say that anger is not the problem. Anger is merely a warning light for one of four causes. Now, you're going to relate to this really well. There are four causes, my friend, for anger, four roots, if you will. The four causes for anger are hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Hurt, injustice, fear, frustration. In other words, anger is just a secondary response to one of these four causes. Or it could be a combination. It could be several of the, these causes. It could be two or three or all four. When you started describing what happened to you as a child, at age nine, one of your uncles began molesting you, and you were silent, which is typical. Children don't know how to talk about this unless they have been trained to do so, unless somebody says, honey... If anyone ever tries to touch you under your clothes, to touch you in the area covered by your bathing suit, if anyone, you know, in other words, some children are taught do not let anyone touch you in the area. And I, I, I use that phrase, in the area covered by your bathing suit. And if somebody does, you scream, you run, you yell stop, <clears throat> you must tell me, you must tell me. So, but but most parents they never were never told any of that. So they don't even think about that. They don't think about protecting their children because they weren't protected. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what is imperative is when you have anger, is to find out what is the source. This one instance, just one instance that you mentioned, meaning you said your uncle began molesting you. For how long did that last?
4: Um, for about two summers, all summer long. Mm, hmm. Okay. While well, we were out of school. Okay. And then my dad, when I was 16, until yeah. I was 17, yes. weekly.
1: Mm. That's such a violation. It's such a, a painful violation because the precious relationship that a father should have with a daughter, where he is the provider protector. Instead, he was a perpetrator. That's why it's so painful. And even with your uncles before, um, you think of family as the safe haven from the world. But that's not what you experienced, was it? No, man. Okay. So, when you think about what causes this suppressed anger, I mentioned these four causes. I said it could be one or more of the four. When you think of hurt, injustice, fear, Frustration. Which of these four come to mind in regard to you, based on your experience?
4: Uh, Well, when I first when I first because I kept all this suppressed in my thirties, and I decided to write a book in twenty sixteen. And now I have a blog that I started in 2018. I start telling people my story. And then the church that I go to, I was trained in jail ministry. Plus, my mom did that, too, when I was a teenager. So now I do jail ministry, and I'm in the jails telling the ladies my story.
5: Mm -hmm. And
4: so that is so whenever I tell my story, which I'm glad to tell because yes. regardless of how I have to feel how much pain or whatever, the memory which is all still after all these years is gross and disgusting. And I have like this really uh like video camera eyes behind cameras behind my eyes. So when I hmm. see things it's like in the moment and it's graphic and then it just touches me to the point to where it's hard to just Get rid of that image in my mind. It's just so there, Mm -hmm. and so every time I tell the story, so the pain and hurt and anger and everything is coming out every time I tell the story, which I want out because I know it's necessary. Mm
5: -hmm. Because
4: it's to me, what I have in me is of the devil. It's not of Christ, so I want it out. So I'm glad to tell my story. Mm -hmm. But how do I deal with the anger? In the process of telling my story, because I'm not going to stop, I will tell my story to reach however many people I need to reach to get them set free or whatever, however I have to feel, mm-hmm. because Christ had to experience way more than I did than I am now, so I'm not going to be wimpy about it, plus I'm a veteran. No, ma'am, that's mm-hmm. not need to be wimpy. So therefore, get it out of me, because I don't want to become like a hypocrite, I guess I guess because I look at myself all the time in God's eyes and am and, and so careful that I'm not disappointing him. And so, and I mean in like every way from thought to whatever. So I kind of be, tend to be hard on myself, but I, I'm i so fearful of being hypocritical. I don't want to be hypocritical seen by him. That's mm-hmm. just, ugh, I don't want that. So that's why I don't want the fear. Mm-hmm. But again, I have to tell my story and and images and memories and stuff that Mm -hmm. I had never even thought of or had forgotten or didn't know was Mm -hmm. there come Mm -hmm. out at different times.
1: But but (laughs) I want you to realize you're doing exactly what you really need to be doing. You're getting it out because why? The truth sets you free. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the more, let me tell you this, absolutely, The more you tell your story, over a period of time, that sting, that pain, that violation has less control of you. And you are experiencing pain with a purpose by virtue of, as you share your story, others are listening and can identify one out of three girls up to the age of 18 are victims of childhood sexual abuse. I'm gonna repeat that. One out of three girls up to the age of 18 and one out of five boys up to the age of 18 are victims of childhood sexual abuse. So, as long as you have content that can help set them free and we can help you with that this is going to be a part of your ministry potentially for the rest of your life and you will less and less be triggered by what you're sharing
2: It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international.
7: As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, And he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800 Night 17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now 800 644 4817.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night, a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. And they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend two of our keys for living for you tonight. Anger, Facing the Fire Within. Also, Childhood Sexual Abuse, The Secret Storm. Those and many other resources are available by calling 800-488-HOPE. That's our customer support team. Again, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something that's happening in your life and you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800 NIGHT seventeen. We welcome that call and we'd like to talk to you about uh, what questions you might have and what insight you would like to have on a particular situation in your life. That number again spelled out is 800 night 17. 7 and when you call, you'll just leave a message for us and we'll get back to you as soon as possible and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the so no pressure, we'd just like to talk to you about uh, some situation you're dealing with and what guidance you would like to hear from June and have that conversation directly with her on the program. Again, that's 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's return now to our conversation with Elizabeth.
1: Well, Elizabeth, as I'm listening to you, it'll be a joy for us to send you our material on Anger. Anger is a huge um, issue. In fact, I'll just say that when we first started our ministry 33 years ago, I never will forget, uh, we continued from the beginning for years, number one, the number one resource of of, a hundred topics that we have. It was always anger as number one. More people wanted help in this area. And to face the fire within is necessary. Instead of, as you've already used the term twice, you talked about suppressed anger. Well, when you don't know what to do with anger and you don't like the feeling of anger, um, What do you do when you've got, obviously, this symptom? I said anger is a symptom of a secondary, it's like a secondary response to one of these four causes. So we, we will be sending you our, we call them keys for living, or biblical counseling keys on the topic of anger, facing the fire within. And... I am going to go on and send you our material on childhood sexual abuse. This is going to really help you. Um, See, I'm thinking that this is going to help you help others. And I love that you have a teachable heart. You have a teachable heart. You are not wanting to stay uh, consumed. You don't want to be a bitter person. You don't want to be unforgiving. And you've made choices, healthy choices but you just haven't figured out what to do with the suppressed anger and so again you will be receiving that from our ministry just as a gift to you and then later we'll talk about another topic that i want us to to do on another program but uh right now when i remember i said there are four causes for anger hurt yes ma'am hurt injustice fear Frustration. What of the four? Do you believe that you experienced?
4: Uh, well, when I was younger, I would say I felt all four.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought when you I would say younger. that. Mm-hmm.
4: But now I'll just say the hurt and the frustration. Mm -hmm. And the hurt, again, is because I'm telling my story. I forgave my dad and my uncle years Mm -hmm. ago. Mm
5: -hmm. They're
4: both deceased now. They both died of cancer way too young. And I miss my... I was still a daddy's girl. I never hated my dad. Mm -hmm. I still loved him because we were supposed to forgive. So Mm -hmm. I still miss him. But uh, I'm just angry about what he did. So, you know.
5: Yeah. uh, Yeah.
4: But, yeah, it's... It's just weird. I felt I felt so weird all my life because I see all these other girls happen to them, and and they hate their fathers, and then they and then they hate their women, or I mean hate mm-hmm. men, and then they mm-hmm. and I and and speaking of that, after after I was sexually assaulted in the military, I was making ridiculous choices, and I dabbled in uh, homosexuality, and I hated it. And I didn't stay in it very long, and I knew Mm -hmm. better, and Mm -hmm. I was disgusted about it for a lot of years, but I'm not now, but I'm just saying. Uh, And then my daughter's father sued custody for my child after we split, and he won, Mm. and then he had me locked up for being behind in child support for 100 days. But that was a blessing because that was a 100-day vacation. I was Joseph up in that jail. That was my story. I was Joseph. And so I used that 100 days to have Bible studies. I got favor with the administrators on down. I could go outside whenever I wanted to. I mean, my story was really Joseph. And I learned about prison ministry. Of course. Again, I was reintroduced to it because I I had already knew it through my mom. But then I learned that purpose. And there, so I don't even, I'm not even mad about that. That was fun. That was that was
5: really fun for
4: 100 days. That was fun. Oh, my goodness, it was fun. But I'm still angry about it, <laughs> the whole thing of losing custody, because I was there with my daughter for five months when she was born, and he wasn't. Mm. And then he had the nerve to take her from me under all lies. And so it, it's just, and being under bondage with the court is really what I hate the most, because God don't have us under bondage. He 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 wants us to live free, and Mm -hmm. I don't like being living under bondage of man's chains. It's disgusting. So Mm -hmm. I'm angry about that part.
5: Mm -hmm. Not
4: really much about him because I forgive my child's father too. So it's just that part. So and I'm still living in that because his actions have now reflected my child, our daughter, who's 17 today. And she has daddy issues because he's mentally and psychologically abused her hmm. and me, too, in front of her. So it's the psycho, vicious cycle, all over it again that the devil is trying to get through my child. So that's why I need to be on point so that I can keep my child in prayer because the devil is not going to get her. He tried at birth. Mm -hmm. the Lord wasn't having it and neither was I Mm -hmm. and I'm not having it now neither one of us, we're not having it now Mm -hmm. so I have to be prepared Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm calling you
1: (laughs) well, just remember, every time you have the feeling, the emotion of anger just evaluate, is it hurt, injustice fear, or frustration now, frustration can be I can't change it, I can't I can't stop it, or you know, whatever it is. Um, it's a, a frustration of what could change this picture. Well, sometimes we can't change what's happening at the time. Now the hurt is, yeah. These are these are people. Your uncle, your your father, who should have protected you, cared for you done everything possible to literally come alongside you. And instead, they violated you. And so when you think about the, the hurt, and then, as you've indicated, other people, uh, the sexual assaults um, when you were in the military, and even, you know, the the father of your child doing what he did. Okay, so the key is in regard to the anger, and you have to consider, Okay, what does God want me to do? Much of this is in the past, but if you focus on the wrong that was done, um, you and then coddle the anger, which some people do. It's kind of like saying, uh, Well, I have a right to be angry until the situation changes. Well, you know, for you, you're talking about situations that were primarily in the past, even though there's some ongoing a few ongoing situations with your, your daughter you're wanting to protect her but, but see the, the mindset often for people that they, they don't want to hear that they're responsible for doing something with their anger they just say oh it's just natural for me to be angry about these wrongs that were done in my life and I have a right to express anger in whatever way I choose that's not you that, that's not what you want And so, your disposition, your mindset can legitimately be, since I have trusted Christ with my life, I've yielded my rights to Him, and I choose not to be controlled by my anger. My human disappointments are God's appointments to increase my faith to develop his character in me, to give me a ministry. And that's what he's done. He's given you a ministry. I love what you said. I love prison ministry, whether it's jail ministry, prison ministry. You know, there are people who are captive, if you will. Uh, They're behind bars, but they can be set free and still be behind bars. And you know that, don't you?
4: Yes, ma'am.
1: In fact, you can be a part of their healing. That's why we're going to be sending you both our material on anger. And by the way, I've taught um, the whole session on uh, several times on anger because uh, I'm talking about in prison. In fact, I just did that uh, prior to um, it, was, it was I did a Christmas program. And I did Christmas music, and then I I taught on anger. And enabled, uh, and this was at Gatesville Prison in Texas, and there were a hundred some odd inmates there. And so, and it was precious. Many, many came to Christ. And the Bible says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For our anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires so to be consumed by it um, now what, what I'm going to be sending you is going to be helping you deal with each of these four areas you're right you did have all four hurt injustice I would have expected you to have had fear especially early on when you're just a child um, and being sexually abused but um, fear is um, you never know who you don't know who you can trust or if the same person in your life is your abuser and you don't know how to handle that fear would be a natural response so in the material we're going to be sending you we're going to help you know how do you resolve resolve these childhood hurts when you're hurt and how you literally face your anger from the past and begin to see how your present anger is connected to the injustices you experienced in childhood. And then you can release your anger to God and you just say, Lord, you know the pain I have felt. I'm now giving all of my heart to you and all of the hurt, and I receive your peace that passes all understanding.
0: We will send the keys for living called Anger, Facing the Fire Within, also Childhood Sexual Abuse, The Secret Storm. We'll send those to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at HopeForTheHeart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at HopeForTheHeart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.